Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode. I think we're at 67. That's 67. Hear me? So, uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the EYL experience. Yes, Come we're going to talk now. about it, okay? We're going to talk about buying your name back uh, with Jessica Simpson. And we are going to talk about a podcast, a very famous podcast that has allegedly broken up mm. and what we can learn from a branding and business standpoint. Moose, how are we feeling about this? Man, this, this episode is going to show you that success is simple. And available to all of us. You just gotta tune in. Let's get to it. All right, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories. Behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So you already know what time it is. It was the review of the week. And this one says a must listen. Just when I thought it couldn't get any better, you guys killed it again. The amount of gems dropped in this episode, people charge thousands for. This will definitely be on repeat because when I say gems after gems was dropped, I appreciate everything you guys do. Just real and uncut. Start a uh, great start to the new year at Curvy Girl Corner. Hey. And look. Uh, shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. Please continue to do that on Apple Podcasts and uh, Podchasers. That's what it is. Podchasers. Now you can leave a rating on Spotify. Yes, just a few stars here and there, however you want, preferably five. But, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to say no anything. Pressure. But, yeah, yeah, but preferably no. five. So um, please do that. And we appreciate it. And, of course, shout out to our audio listeners and our viewers, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, whatever kind of platform you're doing this on. But, Moose, how are we feeling? Man, I'm feeling so good. So good. I am grateful mm -hmm. and getting better every day. Okay. Uh, you know, just trying to uh, continue to ride the momentum, man. And, yeah. What? 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 <laughs> Why Why with Moose it feels like it is just such a mystery? It's like, I want to know more. Right. Uh, he did say he was getting more transparent, but I feel like we are in this like, like a warm-up stage. It's like, I got to I gotta talk to you nice. I'm building up to it. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it's like, it's like hot and cold. It's like, sometimes you'd be like, hey, so let me tell you everything. Right. And then other days it's like, giving me mommy answers like i'm good mm -hmm. i'm outside <laughs> um you know i'm going i'm going over there where's there you know out you know so, sometimes i just run out of i've run out of words like uh you're a very intelligent guy i don't i'm not i'm yeah. not really sure how you run out of words such as yeah well i will say this so i'm good i will say this actually <laughs> i'm good yeah, yeah no <laughs> as far as me i'm good me personally i'm good getting better i've been talking about my journey over the last three months which has been incredible i'm so grateful to god i'll continue to work my butt off to stay above the water uh but i will say i had a couple guys come in uh to do some work it's kind of like masterminding them thinking about you know our next step new year extreme execution like what are we doing on the business side and all this good stuff and man what a, what an incredible weekend that was shout out to t shout out to brandon uh who came in and just really helped us get a great perspective around what needs to happen. What are some of the upgrades and adjustments that, that need to go into it? And uh, yeah, I just, I think for me, as even as a leader, it helped me to kind of sit down and do a lot more listening and see what are the people saying? What is the feedback? What changes would they like to see made? And then take that feedback and put it into the business plan. So that was a lot of fun. So I will say a little bit different, slightly off topic, but I really did enjoy that. That's got to be noted, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, I had a great experience. Uh, I had a great experience. Talk with, about we're going to talk about it. Um, so, uh, what day? January 7th um, is the day that uh, 
Myself, Moose, and Nick went to the EYL headquarters. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. EYL headquarters. Uh, I recorded a episode with them about content that was really, really good. Um, really good. Mm-hmm. And just learning a lot from being behind the scenes of a number one podcast. Yeah. Like, from like very humble beginnings of like, yo, we're going to use our phone and we're going to use the, just a mic and we're going to do it in the living room and see how that goes. <laughs> and, you know, um, going from let's just talk amongst each other to let's bring in some people to, okay, let's use our platform to really highlight other people. I didn't know, you know, they kind of broke Wall Street Trapper. Shout out to Trap for the last episode. Yeah. Um, you know, they, you know, Alex, shout out to Good Energy. Um, and, and just being intentional with people may who, who who may be doing something but don't have a really large platform. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, let let that be our responsibility. Yeah. Let yeah. us highlight you guys in ways that maybe other people haven't or that you haven't been able to do it yourself and and do it that way. And then as well as not only just thinking of themselves as a podcast, just thinking of themselves as probably like what we've been hearing lately of just like a media company, mm-hmm. right? Um, from, you know, from the podcast to creating a podcast network to having deals with like Black Effect and, you know, doing things with Revolt. And there's so much more that uh, they have coming in store that I'm looking forward to, just yeah. as like somebody who just studies the game. For sure. For right. Sure. And it it it's definitely, I definitely asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I sure did. <laughs> yeah, asked, you really did. I did. Yeah. I probably OD'd, but I really don't care because I don't know. I, I'm thinking for me, I'd rather OD on the questions than not ask anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm big on, uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, for sure. like, whatever it is, because my mistakes is going to be my lessons, and so I can really like I I used to have this whole thing like how they do it is cool, but I'm going to figure it out my own way, and I'm just like okay, I don't I don't really have time for that. No mm-hmm. more. I just don't. Um, there's there's probably some. I think it depends on the situation where I'll be like. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, may, I may have to go the long way. I, I'm, I, I'm working on oh, myself. I understand right. my flaws. Um, but with them, I felt like, okay, you know, um, I, I, I should take advantage of this because I'm not sure. When's the next time I'm going to see them? We're, we're Like, we have a lot of mutual friends and everything, but I don't really take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Why don't you just ask all the questions because either you were interested in it or you do see, uh, you know, what we're doing, getting in those same predicaments, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So it was 2022. I'm going to be asking a whole lot of questions. Um, People may be like, oh, God damn. Why are you asking? It's a lot. Like, I needed to go like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Which they didn't. I will say that. They answered all my questions. They yeah. seemed fine. They got actually way more comfortable. They sure. were like, all actually. right, let me, <laughs> let's talk about it, right. you know? Boom, boom, boom. Um, but also seeing the roles mm-hmm. that those two play. Yeah. Um, understanding that one is on a tech side and the other one is the branding and content side of things. Um, and then they come together. But- like how Troy was just like, yo, I will find stuff and to spend the time of just, all right, cool. I write it. I have to create it. I have to post it. He made it sound such like a task. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm. But then um, he's like, I give it to to, to Shadi and it, it gets up in a matter of a couple of minutes and it blows up. Wow. So it's a it's like I dish you the the information. He takes care of it, and it's amazing. It's like it, hmm. it's not just leaned on one or the other. And then I learned the tech side because it's in, it's in my house. Like it makes sense. It 
that he doesn't need to even do nothing with it. I, mm-hmm. I'll figure it all out. So I love seeing the different roles with the amongst the two because it's like, okay, what, you know, yeah. we've always had, and we had an issue with roles before. It's mm-hmm. like, what is, what is my role? Yeah. What are we yeah. doing? Right. Yeah. So it's cool to see other people do it, how they do their podcast, how they interact with each other and how they go about uh, the success that they've had. Because if we plan, even though we've had a little bit, I mean, we had, we had <laughs> a little, little bit of success. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm not, not going to say a little there's still a lot more to do. But yeah. um, even with the, you know, seeing their level of success, like how did they handle those situations and what keeps them grounded, understanding that charts didn't mean nothing to them, it, it still won't mean anything. The oh the um the power of concentrating on your show first before bringing on uh, putting other people on. Mm. So like what I love is if if people don't know they have their own podcast network, which is the um, EYL network, mm-hmm. right? And they have great shows. They have um, the Ash Cash show. They have um, this. What else they have? The Dave. Dave no, 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 no. They oh, have uh, the Ranson. Oh, Ranson Gents, I think. Gem. Oh, man. I forgot what it's called. Oh, something Ranson Gems, I think. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There yeah. it is. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Matt. Don't don't kill me because um, that's his show. Uh, but they have a few shows that are really great. And what's amazing is because they've done such a great job growing their podcast, anybody that goes into their network, pretty much gets the charts Mm. because of how, you know, how solid they've been. And so their audience is instantly going to trust. Ability, yeah. Yeah. And so it teaches me just hearing that and just paying attention to those things. It's like before you, you can have all these different ideas and dreams of like, yo, I want this bigger and that's cool. But did you focus on Step one. Yeah. And totally mastered that. And I'm not saying they've completely mastered podcasting, but they've gotten to a success that people have only dreamed of in such a short amount of time. Very short, yeah. If you think about it, it's only been three years. Right. And so with that, once we we, we get to a certain amount, then let's bring on another show. Mm-hmm. Let's co-sign it. Let's, let's teach them the blueprint. Let's have certain meetings and things like that. And it was like, okay. And, and like, okay, let me give you the connections that I have. And boom, boom, boom. Wow. You know, where I think we've seen the, I got an idea. We'll do this. Then we'll bring this. And then and then go. And just <laughs> go. You know, um, yeah, that's hilarious. No structure, go. It's like, yeah, okay, we're gonna figure this out. And nine out of ten times, we do figure mm-hmm. it out. But does it need to be figured out that way? When if we were to just concentrate on this and that, it's 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 great to see different scenarios. I yeah. will say that it's really really good to see different scenarios. So, uh, once again, uh, shout out to EYL. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having myself, uh, Moose, and uh, Nick. Because it was important for me to have Nick. Yeah, yeah. I always, 100%. I always love having Nick around and, and just him seeing. Because with behind the scenes people, they don't necessarily connect with everybody. So uh, for Nick to just even connect with them and, you know, the people who were recording the podcast, it was very important. So shout out to EYL. Um I don't know when the episode is going to be out. Don't, don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I don't, I don't know. I wish I did, but I don't. It is what it is. And um, we'll let you know when the podcast comes out. Fair, I'll keep fair. you posted. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Moose, what was your biggest takeaway when it came to the EYL visit? I mean, from a personal standpoint, I got to speak to the humility. Mm-hmm. I think... Just seeing guys who watching through the phone, mm-hmm. or we even ran we ran into them actually in uh, in Atlanta at, at the uh, Circle CEO conference where yeah. he was going there. Like 
we saw on both days or whatnot. But still, like, you can't really know someone until you actually sit with them in a room and have a conversation. Yep. Regardless of how much they show of themselves or talk or whatever, how many episodes you've seen of their show, until you sit down and have a conversation with someone, you really get to see the true side of them. So I'm taking into consideration how much success they've had over the last three years yep. and to be in the room with them and see how down the earth they are, how willing they were to share information with yeah. you. I really appreciated that. And of course, I think just the overall concept of them continuing to bring people on their platform and take people along with them, mm -hmm. right? Like they're very, very adamant about that or passionate about that. So I appreciated that. You know, from a business side, it's cool to see uh, how strategic they are in terms of what's coming next. Yeah. You know, like that, that to them was very, very important. And they really know how to build relationships yep. and leverage relationships appropriately. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they weren't afraid to mention that. Like, yo, you know what? Like, yeah, leverage. That that made sense because from a leverage standpoint, then we can do that. So I think just to see that it's so simple. Yeah. It's it's being consistent and sticking to the basics. It's a very simple concept that over time you can look up three years and you never know when your season is. Mm -hmm. You know, like they they caught fire with that Market Monday show and next thing you know it's like it's been a it's been a wrap shout out to Ian yeah yeah um, so, uh, people start start tagging uh, the master investor please um, who is Ian yeah um, to tell him that he needs to get on Nikki and Moose I'm just saying for real just saying yeah. it's just it needs to happen and then you know maybe maybe we could get the EYL guys on come on on the podcast come on hey, listen Story, shoddy, yep, that'll be dope. We need to break down how this all happened. I don't know if, I don't know if that they, they, we had the simple stories. We've heard it before. It started with during the, mm -hmm, we got mm -hmm. it. No, we need the inside. Nah, we need the, inside we, need scoop. The, we need the business talk. Yeah, we need yeah, the, we need the inside scoop. We need the branding talk. We know. We I, I, I kind of prepped y'all. I kind of yeah. prepped y'all when I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of prepped y'all when I was there, but. uh uh, please, actually, I'll, I'll look into, hold on, let me look into the camera. Um, Market Monday, people, hello, right? How are you doing? Um, I, we watch it all the time. Um, really great live show um, that is done perfectly on YouTube. Sometimes the tech issues like we have it, and that's just how life is. However, comma, um, we would love to break down the whole situation. Okay, from where the name came from, from the feeling of the first episode to when did you go into getting sponsors? How did you go about it? What is the business model? Things like that. How did you do the content? How did we get to a million followers? How did everybody in Market Monday get verified? Can we just talk about it? Yeah, tell us. Can we, can we have... So, so uh, Rashad, Troy... Ian, would love to have you on Nikki and Moose podcast just for the breakout, whether it's uh, together, individually, however you feel like it. We, we just we just want to do this for the people because people want to duplicate what you guys have. 100%. I'm just saying 100%. that's just how 100%. we feel. 100%. But uh, let's get into some uh, some talk about buying Mm. Buying names back. We, mm. we, last week, not last week, the week, week before, before that. that. Yep. Listen, listen, shout out mm -hmm. to Trap because he killed that episode. Um, but the week before that, we talked about Diddy buying back yeah. Sean John, right? Well, it seems like another situation with uh, Jessica Simpson on how Jessica Simpson bought back, uh, bought her name back. So Bloomberg Business Week covered it and it said, when your billion dollar empire implodes, hmm. you get a loan, go to bankruptcy court and start over. All right. Now, she had a Jessica Simpson collection, which was a clothing brand for like uh, middle class. Right. And uh, did. I, I'm gonna let Moose talk about it because mm -hmm. Moose Moose breaks this down just so lovely. Yeah, just well, so I mean, I I think the interesting part to me when I came across that post like middle of the week and I sent it to you, mm -hmm. it just caught me by surprise that the name Jessica Simpson 
and billion dollar brands were used in the, the same phrase. Talk about it. I'm like, okay. And again, no offense to Jessica Simpson. No. I mean, no, no whatsoever. But it's just like, wait a minute. Where were you mm-hmm. for nearly a decade or 20 years, whatever it's been, right. and then pop up on a billion? Yeah. What happened? So for us, I think it definitely caught some interest. Mm-hmm. And why we're sharing it is because we want to show those of you who are building a business, growing a brand, whatever it may be, we want to show you different outlets of how you can do this thing. Yes, there is the bootstrap it, be consistent, pump content until something happens and then you start rolling out products and services and merchandise and events and partnerships and collabs and ads. That's one way. Mm -hmm. But clearly, she showed us something that was a little bit different this time around because she was like, well, instead of me having to go throughout this whole process, I have no knowledge of the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to design. I don't know how to do any of that. So why don't I just use my name and sell it to a company that can? Yep. The company is able to now take your name rights and go out and build your brand for you for a sizable fee. Now, when we looked at the percentages, it was, a, well, a little bit over 60% they were taking, but they also paid her for that. Right. So you get a good sizable check in exchange for that. To run it down to where we are now, and I think you spoke on it, their audience, they focused on middle-class females, young teenagers who wanted to kind of be in style somewhat shopping at Macy's. The brand, when they sold it that way, there was Jessica Simpson's business partner that was involved in the equation that helped to oversee the operation, helped to oversee what was happening, right? How are these deals being made or how was the company performing the whole nine? Unfortunately, that person passed away Mm. and that created a scenario where the company had a reshuffle. So they brought in another young executive who who made a promise of like, you know what, we're going to take this thing to two or three billion. We're mm-hmm. gonna like double it pretty much in size. And that didn't happen, mm-hmm. right? They kind of went into a situation where, uh, according to the article that we read, they overpromised, underdelivered, and couldn't make it happen. So luckily for Jessica Simpson, that company was going bankrupt and they had to sell off everything they owned. Hmm. So That's that put crazy. the ball back in her court and had her go out to buy that brand back simply because her name is on it. Mm. And every time this scenario comes up, I always think about what Virgil said, you know, again, may he rest in peace, of course, but we covered that concept where he says, your name is so important. So when your name is your brand, that's that's a forever thing. Like you got to be careful what happens with that. So again, we see somebody else wanting to do things right because it's their name. So they, she goes out and acquires the brand, you know, and uh, puts herself back in the driver's seat. I think um, what what was interesting about this particular thing was that the licensing situation. Mm. Like, it, I, I think I was really trying to understand it as far as it like, okay, I, I know licensing is normally for like music. Yeah. And she really just was like, okay, I'm going I'm to sell, I'm, I'm sell my name, like let them use it f- for the best manufacturer to come up with this collection. And I was like, okay. And, and we were having conversations like, how did, you, how did you sell if you were already mm-hmm. doing the licensing thing? Like, how did this make sense? And um, we come to find out that the, after the business partner had passed away, yeah. The new company had bought it for about like I, I want to say and don't quote me like 117 million, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then afterwards they bought the Martha Stewart one like 300 and some dollars, 300 and some dollars, 300. <laughs> wow, that was really cheap. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Martha. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That that's not wasn't right. It was um, it was 353 million dollars. I apologize. Okay, so. Uh, so what does that mean? So that particular company, right, was um, was too much over their head. And I think what we learned from that is really not 
because that particular company said, hey, um, we could get you to two to three billion more dollars um, on a consistent basis. Woo, woo, woo. And with those two acquisitions, it was just it was a little bit too much. It was a little bit too much. And it actually went down. And Jessica Simpson was like, all right, hold on. Hold on. You're messing, messing with my name. Mm-hmm. Messing. And I'm like, man, how do we how do we just stay control of it? Like they gave up like, what was it, 63 percent yeah, up almost, of the. Almost, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hmm. And it, was, it, it was only for, not, not only, it was for 117 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes. I, I promise you, we make <laughs> things sound so like. So little. Only this, then, and the third. Um, but how do, you, how do we not continue to see things like a Jessica Simpson, like a Sean John? And, because the, when they sell it, they actually, like the value goes down. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to both of them. Yeah. Like, it just plummets. It's like, so is there a point, even though the goal of having a business is to, like, sell it eventually. Mm -hmm. But is that the goal? Mm, This is a good question. Is that Mm. the goal when it's your name? Uh, Nah. No, it can't be. So, look, I think, and seriously not to kind of, like, blow our own horns, but basically, I think... The cool thing about the show is that it's giving you so many examples of what to do mm-hmm. and what not to do. And clearly in this scenario, you're starting to see that with certain brands, especially if you're going to be pushing product, your name does not need to, doesn't need to be, like your actual name <laughs> doesn't need to be the brand name. Mm-hmm. That it's probably better to go with something else so that you don't have to run yourself into this situation. Again, you just never know where it's going to end up. So your name becomes the brand name and you're, it's a bad situation mm-hmm. because in a lot of businesses, yes, the point is to sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and uh, for those don't of you mind who are us. like, why are, we, why are you laughing about that? Don't mind us. You know, we 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 just making adjustments to the scene here. We are a two man uh, uh, a two man show. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. No, we're just laughing because one of the lights went out, so we're over here literally trying to put it out without uh, or replace the light without uh, making a scene. But at this point, we might as well just tell everybody we're replacing the light. But no, I, I, in all seriousness. Going back to our conversation, the the concept of business, I think to some extent is to sell it, mm-hmm. right? Especially if it's if it's when it reaches such a high valuation, uh, where you are maybe no longer interested in being in that industry, you don't have uh, others who you can pass it on to. Mm-hmm. Then I don't see that a being a bad move. Like we've seen a lot of companies, like you know. Founders of Instagram sold to Facebook, now Meta, and, you know, got got their big payout. WhatsApp, a lot of, you know, a lot of companies is what I'm saying, eventually sell and take their money and go on to something else. So, so, yeah, I think the name situation, though, it makes it a very sticky concept. Like if you're, if the brand that you're building is going to be your name, Mm -hmm. be prepared to hold on to it for dear life. That's what it is. Those people, um, and I will say we have one no, not one more topic. Well, it's like a combined topic. I will say that it's a combined topic. So, how do I put this? There is an episode, not an episode. There is a podcast that we've covered here a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am athlete. Okay, and. Um, Moose loves this podcast. Oh, one of my favorites. Loves this podcast. It was like telling me to put it on the podcast like 19 different times. And I'm just like, <laughs> can't keep, can't keep covering can't keep using the same can't, podcast, man. Can't keep, and he was like, yo, let's break it down like five different parts. And I was like, we can't use their whole podcast. <laughs> the whole episode? The whole, you just want me to play the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, it was all good. I believe it was. <laughs> but um, 
they recently uh, parted ways. Uh, Parted ways, and we have a response of maybe why this parted ways, and we're really trying to go about it from a branding and business side, not from a gossipy side or anything like that, but definitely from a branding and business side. And um, let's just get into it. The last podcast we were on with B. Marsh and them, we just, we needed the ideologies of it, the, the foundation of it okay. was different than what we thought it was going to be. You're saying as, as, as it moved forward, it became different or it, when it jumped off at the beginning? As it blew up, because it was really, like Freddie just said, early on, it was just guys sitting around just like we talked, like, hey, let's do this, let's do this, RC. Right, right, right. Let's room. mess off. Right. Locker room talk. Up. Let's yeah. chop it up and do right. this. And then as it blew up, the ideologies, the foundation, what we thought it was going to be and, and the business side was not what everyone was on the same page right. with. So, Moose, you start this off. Yeah, so, I mean, th- this, this is a, a big disappointment in a sense, right? I mean, the fact that, I mean, this was a, a podcast I think a lot of people enjoyed. Yep. All different ages, all different groups, men and women, although it's a podcast that is primarily hosted by men. Mm-hmm. But I think the, obviously, the, the clip tells you what happened, right? Over time, things evolved. The reason for why they started was not why they were, what they were going after. Right. So they were like big changes, which I'm sure for anyone is going to make you kind of wonder, like, what's happened? I'm sure the audience, to some extent, especially if you fell in love with something, mm-hmm. uh, you fall in love with your favorite show, they come back for season two or season three, and it's a completely different concept. You're probably going to be pretty upset as well. Yep. But the part that sticks out to me is the idea of what we kind of touched on in the beginning is this concept of role awareness, role clarity, right? Really understand the different contributions that each person makes. Yeah. So I get why there is disappointment or frustration for walking away or no longer wanting to continue. But I look at those issues and say, man, was it not made clear in the beginning what each person's role and responsibility was? Mm-hmm. Or was it not made clear what the vision overall was and how it can, ex- how it can expand yeah. based on what comes up? Because there are certain things that you plan for. Mm-hmm. There are other things that you simply will not know yeah. until you walk down that path and see what's, what's at the fork in the road. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we, we saw both kind of their, you know, their responses to kind of the question. And the the funny thing about it is that with um, B. Marshall, he the, the question was, yo, is this like the Joe Budden breakup? And he's like, no, nah, it's not. Mm-hmm. But didn't really, like, kind of defend it either, right? So what I'm getting from what we just saw is, yo, the, the vision wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. Like what we started from and what it is now is two different things. Whereas when we covered the Joe Budden uh, thing, it was more, of course, the transparency and the communication about money, but also the vision as well. Right, Right. Because Joe was creating a huge podcast network and, you know, they didn't really get that part. Mm -hmm. So when... When you're looking at a, probably a group of people, and this is where we kind of want to talk it out as far as the brand and business side of it, is like when, when you're working with a group of people, how important it is to stay very transparent about the vision and very transparent about the business moves because if everybody's involved in it, yeah. like it's important. Maybe not everybody does see uh, like the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They came in for a particular reason. And if it goes and changes, then what does that what does that leave them? Like yeah. they may feel a certain kind of gap or a void that isn't really being explained. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like I assume 
as we're seeing how their brand kind of is just like, I am this, I am that, I am Miami, I am LA, I'm thinking about doing Houston, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm NASCAR, I'm like taking a full advantage of, like, you know what, let's be everything of I am sports somehow, yeah. some way, and yeah. be uh, for the culture in this perspective that we have of from athletes, from uh, wives of athletes, from, uh, you know, I guess with the NASCAR thing, like just minorities in NASCAR, you know, um, and, and let's just continue to create because what was very interesting about uh, B. Marshall's uh, response, and, and we're going to get into a little bit of it from a different perspective, but he was like, um, okay, we saw the success with I Am Athlete. Now, can we do it again? Because mm -hmm. that's true success. Like, it's not a fluke. It's not right. like, and, and I know C, uh, shout out to CJ, He's he was big on that. Like, okay, we did good with, with Eric Thomas, but can I do that again? Mm. So they did Maul. Shout out to uh, Jamal King. He's like, okay, maybe you're just dope in speakers. Did it with Toby. You know, so people who are successful in one thing don't want to necessarily be like, be known as maybe that was the fluke. Yeah. What can you do again? What can you do again? And I think I've even had to deal with that. Like, okay, you're successful with E, but can you do it again? Mm. Right. And I, And for me and being fully transparent. I'm not going to do it again for somebody else. I'm going to do it again for myself. Mm. You know? Come on. I'm um, so, it's like, I get it. I get what um, Brandon Marshall was trying to do as far as, like, let's expand. He's having the entrepreneurship mind. Like, yo, this is working. Let's, let's create a whole situation out of it. Let's not just keep it a show. You guys may have kept it. You wanted to keep a show. Yeah. But you were sold a show. Right. I said, hey, let's do this show. I think it could get sold. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't say, hey, I think this is a show. We could create a whole network and create more and more content for the rest of our lives. Right. I'm like, sir, you can't be... I don't think anybody's mad. Was was great about all of them. They're like, yo, I support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What one and what what everybody is doing, and and that's I think that's cool. So with that, I, I don't think it. I don't think it is a Joe Budden situation because. Yeah, yeah, they're not like they're not going at each other. Yeah, they're not doing that. But what I do find funny, I do find funny, is if there's a breakup with a, within a podcast. Expect another podcast. Yeah, because like. The Joe, uh, the Rory and Maul podcast is booming, killing it. I think they have a million dollar deal. Wow, they've been going on tour. They've been having great guests, hmm. right? And it's just so great to see because uh -huh. it's like what you think you knew us for. Watch us do it by ourselves. Yeah, and we're still going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and and. This is why it's so cool to create a, such a fan base because there are people who are rooting for them. Like, yo, we followed you from here. We're gonna go support we'll go over you. There too. Yep. Right. Some maybe even listening to both. Like, I love both of y'all. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna listen to Joe and I'm gonna listen to, to Rory and Maul. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and like I said, they have they they're continuing to have great guests. So it, it's more of how do we keep the communication going. And what do you do when you find that first thing that's like, oh, I, I don't see this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see the vision. Because if I think if you could see that from the like from the front end, mm -hmm. you won't reach these certain points. Because now it just, I, I'm not gonna say it. It looks crazy. No, I'll say a little bit. It looks crazy. Like what we know of I am athlete is just now. Brandon Marshall. Right. Well, I mean, let me ask you this. Hmm. Is it is it that we don't know how to collaborate properly? Mm. We don't know how to come to the table and 
take a creative idea and bring people in and, and kind of figure things out so that we don't, because it kills me to see people reach success and mm -hmm. then split up. Mm. You get me? Like, it's like, wait, but that's the pinnacle. Like, everyone is going after that thing that you all have just accomplished. Right. And we get there and then we split up. Right. From one side of it, I think it's what I've always called the blankets, the blanket statements, mm -hmm. which is like, this is what success means. And we think that's what it is. And then we get there and we're like, you're just looking around like, yo, this is mm -hmm. just terrible. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to be here. Yep. Take me back where I came from. Yep. So I do think it's lack of knowledge on what it takes. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of it, it makes me wonder, like, yo, do we not know how to collab? Like, are there certain rules and principles that people should think about mm -hmm. before coming together to avoid this situation? Because, like, from one side of it, every day we're seeing people collab, and we appreciate it. We're even encouraging people to do so. Yeah. But my question to you is, is there a right way and a wrong way to collab? I think it is the um, who who it is, right? What what I mean by it is like there's certain I'll say there's certain uh, personalities that can be misunderstood if they're not communicating right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, we go through the flight assessment all the time. We haven't done it in a minute on the podcast, yeah. but like. Um, you know, I, I would assume, I would assume that, uh, Brandon Marshall within the flight assessment is probably a pilot. Yeah. Right. Um, f for those who don't know what a pilot is, uh, Moose, can you break that down real Man, quick? Man, it has been a long time, but just break let's, it down. Just, let's just give you the, at least the pilots themselves, mm -hmm. man, people who are bottom line oriented, results driven, they like to get things done right now. Yeah. So uh, I would I would say that, you know, Brandon had the the drive and the vision, right, of everything. And the other ones may have just wanted that role that they had. Mm -hmm. Right. And in which in that particular situation, they collaborated fine. Yeah. It's when it got bigger where the vision wasn't very clear. And because uh, Brandon Marshall is, is more of a, I'm, let's go, let's, let's grow, and let's figure it out as right. we go, right. the other ones may not have been in the same alignment with that. And then, of course, we can't sit here and say maybe some money wasn't uh, agreed upon. Yeah. You know, and we don't know details, so that's why we're not necessarily talking too much on that. But overall, it's if you have one person who, who, as we call it as a pilot, that is just driving the ship, driving the plane, just and, and not really communicating right. to the people who are also on the plane. Yeah, they're just full blown going. Mm -hmm. There could be a communication gap. There could be a gap in some way, shape, or form. So I don't necessarily think that we can't necessarily collaborate. We just certain uh, certain personalities need to learn when to communicate with their people and when not to, you know. Um, and when that is done, because we we've seen great collaborations yeah, for sure. with all types of personalities, but and it was probably with full blown transparency. Uh, Great business models, um, laid everything out on the table as far as money, you know, and opportunities. And if if that's all there, I think uh, I think collaborations can happen with no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the the only thing that I would say is ultimately the person who's carrying the biggest burden or the greatest the greatest piece of the risk is under different circumstances than people who are just showing up as supporting cast. Mm -hmm. So that that's the only kind of fine line that I would say in this is that it's difficult to really trust and do something for somebody else if, if the risk is all on your back. Okay. You know, like if you got to carry everything and this person's not even there, or they're 
you know, like your name is on the contracts, your name is on the invoices, your name is on this. It's yeah. like, you, if you leave, I still owe this money. Right. Hypothetically speaking, right? So right. I think for the person who is carrying the greatest piece of the risk, that from a collaboration standpoint, it, it may seem unfavorable, mm -hmm. but if that's the case, I think people should start paying their way. But then, okay, so hmm, you're gonna you're gonna reach a you're gonna hit a a nerve. I'm gonna try to move slowly with this one, um, because okay, so if we're we're talking about I am athlete, right? Uh, and, and what Moose was saying was more like because Brandon Marshall was talking about you know yo I put this in I put this in I put this in I put fifty G's for the production I put this I put that. Um, now, that's not to say we don't know what the others have done. So I'm I'm not particularly going to speak too, too heavy on that. But what I will speak on is what if they were never given an opportunity to put money in? Mm. You know, what if the person was more like, I'll take care of it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, you don't you guys don't worry. You just stay your right, role. Right, right, right. But then kind of uses it. As a clutch as well. Yep, as leverage, yeah. Yeah, like, yo, I did this, 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 this. Like, how do you... I don't know if it's like, how do you identify that? Because it's very hard. It's difficult, yeah. yeah it's very hard because they, they lead with very genuine situations. But when then so, something happens, then the blame game comes in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, how do you... I, I believe, like... There has to be a, a if there's e equal giving, equal sacrifice, right? Some person might put up all the money. That's okay. Yeah. Because what are the other people doing? Yeah. And is it valued? That's very important mm -hmm. because some some people may think the money is more important than necessarily the support or uh, the actions of getting people there and making sure the guests are cool and they got all the rooms and they come on time. Yeah. That that person who put up the amount of money may not have really cared about that because maybe they feel like they could do it. Right. So I think with if we can understand the the roles everybody plays and put value to it, I think that's where everything can go a little bit smoother. But of course, it's hard when you put up a guap of money mm. and then it's like, I know why I have you guys here and it probably may not have happened. Even though the way he played like, yo, they wanted me to change this person, that person, this person. And I said, no, these are my guys. But I think at the end of the day, you're still doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what is, that's what's been happening now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know. If, if I can extract any lessons from it and even from experience, I think the single most important part of any negotiation mm -hmm. is the beginning of the conversation. Mm. That's good. Because if, if you go into that first conversation and you're just excited at the fact that you're partnering, you're collaborating or the, the potential earning income of whatever it may be or whomever it may be with, mm -hmm. And you don't put or make clear what the points are, what the mm -hmm. what the thing, things are that are important to you. You there is no going back. You can't say, "Oh, well, you know, Nikki, I tried it, and actually, can we go back?" It's like, no, 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 can't right? Do it. So it's like you, if you if you want to avoid bad scenarios, and that's why even. Like from a business standpoint, we always have a, a saying that says, hire slow, yeah, fire fast. Yeah. Because if I take my time to vet, have multiple conversations, and really see what's happening and what's this about, and mm -hmm. ask my questions and give you the opportunity to ask me questions. After a couple of those meetings, I'm gonna know if this is a go or not. Yeah. But if I if I commit to you fast, then everything else that comes up is going to feel like a surprise because you can give me your best impressions in the very first time. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens after that is no clue. So I think it's the same thing at a, at the negotiation table. You got to be very clear 
with laying those things out out front. Because once you're past that negotiation stage, you don't have leverage. If you're not the one who's running the ship, you don't have leverage to come back and want to call out shots or want to make changes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm with it, people. Um, but I will say there's a lot to learn from the I Am Athlete sure. situation. Sure. Um, they are another blueprint, um, not only for podcasts, but like just for uh, people who are producing content mm-hmm. in general, right? So uh, Brandon Marshall broke down like this really great blueprint of how to monetize your content, um, whether it's a show or anything like that. And we have it. Need the traditional networks anymore. And so now it's like, okay, let's study Pat McAfee. What is he doing? How's he repurposing content? He shoot one show and now it's repurposed on 10 different platforms in an hour. Audio, video, tour, boom, boom, boom. So now if you have the template, the game plan, the blueprint, and your content sticky is good, follow the blueprint. You can take this show and you can monetize it in so many different ways. I got audio, I got video, and then other distribution. I got YouTube, maybe we do uh, a linear deal with the HBO, a Showtime, an Amazon, a Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then you got Snapchat, Instagram, you got TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. But making money though, there's so many different things to it. So, um, it's only right that I started off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, man, in that in that interview, right, he breaks down like, yo, the Joe Rogans and you know the, the Joe Buttons and William uh, Willie Gillian Wallow. Sorry, no no disrespect. Gillian Wallow, um, pretty much have done it and set the bar up. And they leave the blueprint out. And all we have to do is follow it. Right. And there were so many different ways that we're not even looking at, and even us, that we're not even looking at how to fully take what we are creating and repurposing it in order to make a bag. I think um I can speak for myself. I instantly think of repurposing it just for the level of impact. Mm-hmm. But the people who are really winning is the people who like, how do we sell this show? Yeah. How do we sell this piece of content? How do we sell? We're creating in order to uh, not only impact, but also make a bag from these particular situations. Cause we're spending our time sure. and our money to continue to make this work. Yeah. Right. And so how he really breaks it down to from audio to to YouTube and doing different dif- different segments that like Jesus uh, and Mero does an amazing job of yeah. this, right? They were one of the the uh, like early ones of now they have they went from a show to then I think it was a Vice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, to then now Showtime and they'll show parts of it on YouTube to be able to get the YouTube money, but yeah. then to still uh, go on Showtime and do the whole show, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it, it it creates a different level of a producer mindset. You know, it, it creates this like, it doesn't stop with just a podcast. Yeah. It doesn't stop with just maybe some sponsorship deals and affiliate marketing, like how are you completely milking your content and creating something bigger? And I'm like, why am I just looking at podcasts as podcasts? Like they're not looking at, the top ones are not looking at podcasts like podcasts. Hmm. We just broke broke it down with EYL earlier. You know, and it's like, why do we, and, and this is another reason why I don't like labels, because labels will right, limit you. Right, right. You know, labels will limit you because if you think about a podcast instantly, well, now it's like audio and video, and you think of two ways. You think of just putting it on the, the streaming platforms, and you put it on YouTube, and you keep it moving. You get, like, some brand deals 
this, that, and the third, depending on your numbers, and that is it. But that's not meaning to say, yo, how can you sell this show up to like how we covered before with maybe a Netflix? Mm -hmm. Like what maybe what has to be changed, what has to be added? You know, uh, we have a live show. What do we do with the live show? You know, um, how are things improved so it can be sold to these different platforms and make money from it? And, And I'm like, Pay attention to the blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention to what the, it keeps getting done in their own different swag, but it keeps getting done repeatedly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think the it, it's, and that's why I said in the very beginning when I started, I said, this episode is going to show you that success is simple mm-hmm. and it's obtainable for all of us. Mm-hmm. If you can get a nice message out there, focus on a good story that people resonate with, and you get people to start watching and tuning in with you, you you deliver something to the people that is of need, that is of value, especially in their time of most need. Yeah. Right. When we think about EYL, at least for me, I think about you brought financial literacy during the time of a pandemic, like a global pandemic. Yeah. I, I mean, it couldn't have been a better timing. Yeah. Now, Beautiful thing for them, and and this was definitely destiny because they started a year, their second year is almost at the start of the pandemic, and boom, they they take off with it. Perfect timing. So you think about it, you you serve an audience or you bring a piece of information or a set of principles and, and valuable information to a group of people at their time of most need, and they start tuning in with you. Yeah. You that is that's the part that you need to start building on. So you're right. I do think. In, in some ways, I can see the benefit of being labeled a podcaster simply because we're, we're, we're looking at bigger platforms say they're going to invest big money into podcasts. Yes. We saw Netflix say it. We saw Spotify say it. We saw many others say like, hey, podcasting is still early and we're going to put a lot of our resources behind it. But on the flip side of it, I think although as creators, you might want to know that that's what category you're under, mm-hmm. you need to think about yourself from a bigger standpoint. Yeah. Are you a media company? Are you a production company? Are you a network? Yeah. Are you a show? Right? Are you, what are, you know, I think there's more to it. Yeah. And with just a few minor adjustments, you can see yourself following a similar format just because you have the numbers. As long as you have people who are engaged and listening to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the benchmark to run with. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think um I think it just it is hear me stuttering. Wow, that's crazy. Um <laughs> I think it just goes more of always think bigger. Yeah. You know. It's not it's not a piece of content, it is a potential show. It's a potential podcast. It's not just a podcast, it's a potential movie, it's a potential book. You know, it is a potential um, ongoing radio, whatever your your goal possibly is. Like, it's just something more that we're not seeing. And the control is more on us more than anything else than before. Yeah. Uh, What I loved that he said is that we don't necessarily need the traditional networks anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we create our own and um, it's it's really cool. But, you know, the one thing, now I'll, I'll leave this for the after show. I'll leave this for the after show. You know what I mean? I'll leave this. After show talk. I'll leave, I'll leave this for the after show. Shout out to, um, for our Apple podcast listeners uh, who are subscribed to the after show. That's just where you get a little bit more uh, unraw, unraw. Raw and uncut, unraw. Where's, where's, <laughs> what the? The unraw vibes. The unraw vibes. Peace. Right? Um, the raw and uncut of kind of our thoughts and kind of where we're coming from and certain strategies that we kind of just tell people and brainstorm about. Oh, I got a so. lot today. You got a lot today. Look at that board right there. What do you, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the after show. But, yeah. um, uh, this was a good episode. I yeah. will say that. 
Um, don't forget, please leave us a review, uh, a rating on Spotify. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube, especially our live show that happens on Tuesdays. Uh, but besides that, Moose, final words. Yeah, this might sound funny to some, but I, I hope it frees many more. And I was having a conversation. I mentioned, you know, the fellas coming over the weekend and we were having a conversation just as we're uh, talking about different concepts and what people are after. And I don't know why this came to me, but I was like, time freedom without money is unemployment. Hmm. <laughs> because you have free time, but you don't have the freedom of finances to allow you to enjoy your time. So you're really just sitting around doing nothing. So some one of the main reasons why we struggle or we might even find ourselves in situations is because we're afraid to ask for what we're worth. We feel that we might be overstepping boundaries. So just remember that time freedom without money is unemployment. <laughs>